so, uh, man, we just want to remember Pastor in his absence and to keep him lifted up in prayer and uh, that he would come back to us safely. And, uh, and I thank God for all that he's done and all that he's doing. And so, you know, I'm, 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 I'm hesitating because I'm a little, uh, something, some, something is here. Thank the worshipers for the, the praise and worship time. Awesome, awesome. The prayer that was offered up for the saints. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we've been talking about relationships this month. And um, why don't we go ahead and, and do that? Let's go to our, our theme passage. And it's uh, Psalm. Chapter 1, verse 7. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Can you cut me up a little bit? Oh. Oh, okay. Is that better? That's a little better? Okay. Uh, yeah, John, John, chapter 1, verse 12. Amen. It's good to see everybody tonight. Let me just say that. It's good to see you here. And um, Lord knows you had options or other places to be. But I'm glad you decided to come here and to be here. John chapter 1, verse 12. Oh, cool. Someone did. So um, let's, let's, let's all, you don't have to stand up unless you want to. You know, it's just up to you. But uh, let's just read it together. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Let's read it one more time just so we can be a little bit more in unity as we read it. Okay, let's go. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So we are the children of God if we believe in him. We believe in his name, on his name. And I want to tell you that we have favor because of relationship with him. We have favor because of relationship with him. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. And he's done everything for us. He's created this planet for us. He didn't, he didn't make us, he didn't move it too close to the sun where we would melt or burn up. Or the waves and the moon coming at night. And, and everything is just done perfectly. So that we could be here. And so that we could be the, 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 the apple of his eye. Because he took the time to, to stoop down and to, to breathe the breath of life into us. And we're good. And we're children of God. If we believe in him. I want to take us back, way, way back to the Old Testament. And I want to go back to Exodus. Okay? And I just want to talk about the favor of relationship. Favor because of relationship. And so, as you're going there, we, we may not do a whole lot of reading, God bless you, but we want to just talk about it for a little bit. And I want to let you know that this relationship, it's, it's, it's unending. It's unending. As long as we remain in him, right, that whole abide in John chapter 15, those first few verses, we abide in him and he in us and the Father's in him. And so there's an, an abiding that takes place, a remaining that takes place in relationship. And we also know that 
He will never leave us nor forsake us. Come on. I know some people who will give up on him, and he's never given up on us. No matter what. Even when we're in the, 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 in the, in the, in the thickness of our, our stink and our funk and full of ourselves, want to do it our way. He won't leave you nor forsake you. That's Hebrews 13.5. And we'll still segue into to Exodus chapter 7 through 12. And that's where we get the plagues, right? The plagues were, were put on, on the Egyptians. And I want to just tell you tonight that we have both um, corporate or group favor and also individual favor, one-on-one favor. And so in this portion of Exodus, we're talking about the, uh, 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 the group favor upon the people, the Hebrew people, okay? So they had favor because of relationship with God. And they also received preferential treatment. And so do we. That same treatment is available to us. Somebody had a song that said favor is not fair. It's just favor because of our relationship with him. Favor because of relationship. Man, you have to dwell in him and with him. And you have to abide and stay, dwell, live, make your habitation in him so that you can get the favor so in uh in exodus chapter 7 verse 16 god tells moses to say to pharaoh let my people go and i have an emphasis under my my people the people that are in relationship with the creator the people who have relationship with god let my people go and the Lord had already, God had already told Moses that he's going to harden Pharaoh's heart. He's not going to let him go, etc. And right after they had that encounter, right after they had that encounter, um, they turned the, 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 the river into blood. They turned the river into blood. The fish died. The river sank. And uh, they hated everything. Every, any place there was water, in the pools, in the, in the vessels, whether they were wooden or clay, there was just blood. All the water was turned into blood. But, but Pharaoh, he had his, 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 his uh, magicians and whatnot, and they did something similar. And I'm wondering, like, the blood is already a problem. Why make more blood? If you're so big and bad, magicians, make it stop. Make it go away. They did the same thing when it, when it came to frogs. They're the same magicians and whatnot. They made more frogs. Well, we already got a frog problem. We already have all the frog legs we can eat. Can you, can you discount and undermine their God, the Hebrew God, and, and make them go away? They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. That was just something to say, hmm, <laughs> make you think for a second. Because the Egyptians, they were able to do, produce snakes and Aaron threw down or they threw down the, the rod and, and turned to snakes. The soothsayers and the magicians did the same thing. They could do the, the bloody river and they could do frogs. And then uh, I want to go to Exodus 8, 21 through 24. And I'm hoping not to be long before you this morning or this afternoon. See? Uh, chapter 8, verses 21 through 24. We're just hanging out in Exodus. Chapter 8, verses 21 through 24. Did I hear somebody? All right, I heard somebody. All right, all right. <laughs> there you go. Keep your Bibles open. 
Amen. Or else, if you will not let my people go, again, my people, we're his people. If you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and on your people and into your houses. That's a lot of flies. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. Oh, my goodness. And in that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms or flies shall be there in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. And let me just keep going for one second. Because it says, I will make a difference between my people and your people. Come on. Tomorrow, this sign shall be. So he's making a, dis- a, a, distinct, a, differentiation, a, a difference, a distinction between his people and the other people. So if you belong to God, you'll have the favor. You won't have all those flies around. Flies and swarms, even on the ground where you walk. But God is able to make a, 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 a difference. Uh, 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 he, can, he, he knows those who are his, those who are in relationship with him. So he's able to, to determine even whose cows and whose camels and oxen belong to whom. Not only does he know that you have relationship with him, but he knows the things that are under your sphere of influence. He can give you wisdom in your investing. He knows those who are his, those who are in relationship with him. That he'll make a difference. It makes a difference who you serve. Amen. It makes a difference whom you're in relationship with as well. Did I read 24? Maybe not. So he says, he'll set apart the, the, the land of Goshen, I'm in 23, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Because my people have relationship with me. And because of that, they're going to have favor. There's not going to be any flies in Goshen. Tomorrow, this sign shall be. And the Lord did so. Six swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servant's house, and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. Woo! Don't you hate flies? You ever been to a, a picnic or a barbecue and the flies just keep swarming around and you're like, Lord Jesus, all these flies. <laughs> Crazy. My kids used to run from flies. Just, they just give up their whole dinner or meal because of a fly. I'm like, man, can you imagine just a whole swarm of flies and even on the ground where you walk? There's no way of keeping your food safe. Flies all over it and making maggots and stuff. But there's, there's, a, there's a place in the Bible where um, I wish I could be. And maybe some of you have that same, that same desire. Let's go to verse 31, right? Exodus 8.31. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. Woohoo! I'd like to be right there. Where there's not one fly anywhere. Not one fly. 
man, I can go to my barbecue. I, we can have our picnic. There won't be one fly there. That's just me. I just <laughs> I want to be where there's no flies. They probably serve a purpose. I can't think of what. But um, yeah, I want to be. I want to be in a place where there's no flies. And then if we can give it the picnic ants at also, yeah, might be all right. In nine chapter four, nine four. And the Lord will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. Hmm. So nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. To them who believe, he gave the power to become the children of God. So come on, that would be us. That would have the favor. We'd have the favor. Verse 5. Then the Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. See, there's also a set time in our lives. There's also an appointed time. There's a place where X marks the spot. And if we just remain faithful and hold on to these relationships with Christ, with God, that we will reach that destination. I know uh, on, on the treasure map there's an X, and, 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 and people might say the X may not really mark the spot, but there's a set time, there's an appointed time for, for, for just things to overtake us, blessings to overtake us. If we just keep walking faithfully in our relationship. Because we don't know and we don't see what God is doing, how he's orchestrating things and moving people in, other, in their lives and other situations. That when we arrive there, ah, X on the spot. Treasure! And it's not just money, but just a treasure of relationships, the treasure of favor and blessing and protection and for you and your loved ones. There's a set time and there's an appointed time. Verse 6. So the Lord did this thing on the next day and all the livestock of Egypt died, but of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. Talking about favor because of relationships? Hmm. That's what was going on here. Favor, favor, favor. Because of relationship, they were the children of God. And we are also children of God now because of, through faith, through Abraham. Chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? See, and that's one of the key things in relationships is you have to humble yourself. In relationship with God, you must humble yourself. Because Second Chronicles 7.14 talks about the, the prayer, right? Yes, if my people who call by my name will humble themselves and pray. Humble yourself before the, side of, you know, before the eyes of the Lord. Humble yourself and pray. Seek his face. Turn from your wicked ways. Then he'll hear from heaven. Come on, and forgive your sin and heal your land. We need some land healing. Talking about our heart. So humbling is one of the, the key things in, in maintaining a relationship with, 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 with God and with Jesus. Because otherwise we want to get all puffed up and say, I can do it myself. I'll figure it out. I'll do it my own way. I did it my way. You know, instead of Yahweh. I heard the prayer instead of doing it Yahweh. You do it your way. 
So humbling is a, a very important part of the, uh, having a, a, a great relationship with God. There's some humbling, and there's some things that happen also in, in the love relationship, talking about love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm just going to make mention of it. So through verses like uh, 4 through 8, talking about what love is and what love is not, that's how he loves us unconditionally. And sometimes we're taught we only, we only want to love somebody as, 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 as you love me back. Right? Only if you treat me good, I'm going to love you. As soon as you do one thing wrong, pow to the curb. Right in the kisser. But he's got a real love. He's got a real love, and it's genuine. And man, and sometimes we just fall short, right? And sometimes we, we want to do it our own way, and we turn our back. But his loving relationship, wow, we have a song that talks about it pursues us with a, a, a reckless abandon. He's not wanting any of us to give up on him. We need to remain faithful in our relationship to him. Because he's always faithful. Always faithful. He doesn't say, oh, Harold, that's the 50th time you've done that. This week, <laughs> I'm done with you. No, he always, always, always accepts us. Come on. Uh, in the middle of verse 3, let my people, man, he, he, he's a, uh, He's up, um, 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 ob obsessive. Is that the right word? Possessive and obsessive. My people, my people. Come on, let's be his people. Let's yield to him. Let's humble ourselves and yield to him and say, yes, Lord, I'm one of your people. I'm one of your people. Because I believe, and now I'm a child of God. Because he's done everything for us. Verse 4. Or else, if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your territory. And so again, it's the my, it's the my, it's the relationship, my people. And then I'll, put, I'll, I'll send locusts into your territory, okay? My children are going to be fine in Goshen. We don't have any problems. Still in chapter 10. Let's go to 21 through 23. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven. Hands up, hearts open wide to the sky. We lift you on high, something like that. We lift you high. I heard it, I heard it. Stretch out your hands toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness which may even be felt. We're talking about darker than pitch black darkness, a darkness that can be felt. Mm. Wow, you know what? If you don't have a relationship with Christ, you are in darkness. You are in utter darkness. It says that your eyes have been blinded like scales are in your eyes. But we are the children of light. We are the children of life. We are the children of love. We are the children of relationship. And we have favor because of that. Come on. Darkness that can be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven and there was, a, a, was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. That might mean something. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. <laughs> it's dark, y'all. It's dark. It's so dark, you don't even want to get out of bed. You don't even want to go anywhere for fear you might bump into something or somebody. 
or something might get you. Ah, so dark. They did not see one another. My goodness, how dark does it have to be? You can't see the people in your household. They didn't see anybody. Exactly, exactly. Listen, listen. Nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. It's so dark, I'm going to just sit here and hope I can find my way to the restroom. <laughs> because it's dark. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwelling. See, God, man, he's amazing. Yeah, favor. He can make one place absolutely darker than we've ever seen or imagined, and then another place right over here, light. Going about your business, doing your thing, time with family and friends and eating as, as normal, not stuck somewhere for three days, not even moving. God is amazing. And that favor is, is we have that because of relationship. Because of relationship. And we know that chapters 11 and 12 talk about the death of the firstborn, except for those who were sprinkled with the blood. They sprinkled the doorposts with the blood. And so uh, from, 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 the, from Pharaoh's home down to the dungeon in the prison, the firstborn of everything was killed, including the animals, the firstborn of the livestock. But because the Hebrew children had marked the, 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 the doorpost and the lintel, they had, they, they had marked it, the blood, they were covered, and the death angel passed by. Do you know the blood still works today? Come on. Hallelujah. The blood still works today. We're talking about the blood of Jesus. Come on. Come on. He made a sacrifice once and for all. And what great favor that is to have us to be covered by the blood of Jesus. That we have redemption and forgiveness of sins because of, uh, because of the blood of Jesus. Remission of sins. Justified. Just as I'd never sinned because of his blood. I'm talking about some favor because of a relationship. Woo-wee! Come on. You couldn't give enough money away to make it happen, give enough to, to, to enough charitable funds. You couldn't give enough blood away yourself. Because all of our righteousness combined is just a bunch of filthy rags. Anyway, but because of this, um, this relationship with him, the blood. Come on. Talk to me. Talk to me. Come on. Yes. Woo. Oh, come on now. That's right. That's right. Everything. Everything. We plead the blood of Jesus over our children, over our finances, over our homes, over our bodies, over everything, over our minds. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's right. And now we. As Christian, Christian now, right? We're saved by the blood. And I, the blood still works effectively in 2019. Come on. Mm, his blood will still speak life into a dying, dark, dead situation. Never. Never. Come on. Let's go to the 91st Psalm. Let's just look a little bit. We're, we're on our way. We're getting, we're, 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 we're going to be getting there. And so just talking about favor, right? Favor because of relationship. And this is one of my favorite psalms, actually. And, and um, 
the 91st Psalm. He who dwells, hmm, okay, Psalm 91, in the secret place of the Most High, he who abides, like John 15 talks about, who he who abides, for you dwell there in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Come on, he'll keep you from the heat, come on, and you'll be dwelling with him in the secret place. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Come on. And because of relationship, surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. Hmm, hallelujah. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. And you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Because you know who your daddy is. And because you have relationship with him. And you can hide and dwell and abide in him. Come on. That surpasses all understanding, even in the middle of a storm. Okay? Nor the pestilence that walks in darkness. Hmm, they were in darkness. Nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Come on. Because of favor, a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand on your right hand. But it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Amen. That's right. Come on. Come on. That's in the book. You, Amen. Come on. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Because you have made the Lord, who is my ref refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. There we go again. Back to John 15. Dwelling, abiding in, hanging out with, staying in relationship with him. You guys can read the rest of yourselves later. I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. <laughs> Bonnie's getting excited too. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But I'm, before we go, verse 13, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample under foot. Mm. I got to keep going. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I'm able, I can, I might deliver him. Come on, Sister Bonnie. He will do it. He will do it. Not only can he do it, he will do it. He will do it. A mighty, mighty God. Come on. I will be with him in trouble. Let's go over to the 103rd Psalm. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep us moving. The 103rd Psalm. Another one of my favorites. And because of relationship, we have benefits. You know how you get a job and you, you ask, hey, what's the benefit package? What do I get if I come and work for you? Do I get medical and dental and do I get some vacation and, you know, do I get a 401k or some kind of a retirement? What, what are the benefits? What's in it for me? The 103rd Psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Uh-oh, we're getting to the benefits package. The benefits package is coming. Listen, 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 listen. We got to get this. Who forgives all your iniquities. But wait, God, you mean even that one, the one I've been trying to keep under wraps for ooh, my whole life, and it keeps coming up somehow for some reason or another? You forgive me for that one, Lord? Lord, you, you don't know how bad I treated that person, Lord. And I did this and that and the other. You're going to forgive that one too? Yes. 
all your iniquities. They're forgiven because of the blood. Come on, because of the blood. Come on. Wait, wait, wait. Keep going. Let's get this one. Who heals all your diseases. Woo, come on. That's a benefit. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Some of us were tore up from the floor up before we came into relationship with Christ. Come on. Okay, it was just me. I was the only one. <laughs> who, do, who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Ooh, we need those. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Come on, Lord. Turn back the hands of time. Renew my, my strength and my youth like the eagles. Come on, Lord. That I can have lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of years here on the planet and be a blessing to other people. Come on. Verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. That's quite a benefit right there. Because, you know, he's not the God that people sometimes imagine. Maybe it was a cartoon where, you know, they have the God sitting up there and somebody did something wrong and all of a sudden big old lightning bolt. You made God mad. No, he's merciful. He's long-suffering, right? Back in that first, come on, first Corinthians 13, you beat me right to it. He's all of those things that love is. All of those things. Okay, here's another good one. Verse 10. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Woo-hoo-hoo. Lord Jesus. How many times would each of us be dead already? Come on. Has he dealt with us according to our sins? person and I really haven't ah, what about what you've been thinking about what have you been thinking about <laughs> come on okay <laughs> and I also heard in the prayer verse 11 for as the heavens are high above the earth so great is his mercy towards those who fear him mm. as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us Woo! thank God they don't come man as far as the east is from the west East and West don't come together. They're always apart. And he separated our sins that far from each other. Man. Okay, you guys keep going on the rest later on your own. Okay, and so I want to encourage you to remain faithful in your relationship with God, even in the difficult times. Even if you find yourself in a bad place, a bad spot, that has nothing, it wasn't, had nothing to do with what you did, but you ended up in a bad spot, I want you to remain faithful in your relationship to God. Because as we consider Joseph, he ended up in a pit just because he had a coat of many colors and he had a dream. And he found himself in a pit, but God was with him. They took him out and they put him into slavery at Potiphar's house. He still was holding on to his relationship with God. Let's go to Genesis 39 too. Because there's blessings in remain faithful. Amen. That's right. Come on. And his ears are open and attentive to their prayers. 
Amen. 39 kids. Yes, ma'am. 39 kids. Oh, we'll do one and two. We'll do one and two. You guys there? Amen. We'll do one and two as well. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. What? Wait, er, wait. Still maintaining relationship? The Lord was with Joseph, even as he was sold into slavery, as he became a slave. And he was a successful man. Wait, wait, wait. Now you're, you're messing with my brain. Wait, I'm a slave? And I'm successful? Because the Lord was with him. He maintained the relationship. And he was a prosperous man. That's right. He was a prosperous man. See? Because <laughs> some people say, man, I'm down here and it's all bad. See? What difference did it make to serve you, God? Now look at me. I'm a slave for one of the Egyptians. But God was with him. Amen. He was prosperous even as a slave. <laughs> I just want to know, relationship makes a difference. It makes a difference. That's right. It makes a difference. And even after he was lied on, right? Potiphar's wife was trying to say, mm, that's a handsome a Hebrew young man right there. He was in charge of everything over the house. He had freedom to have anything in the house except for her. And she wanted to get with him, created a scene, and had to grab his coat, and he got away because he didn't want to do that thing before God. And she, she lied to her husband. The Hebrew tried to lie with me while you were gone. See what you brought to our house? You brought trouble into the house. And sent him to jail. Sent him into the prison. But he still had favor. He still had favor. Let's go 39, 20 through 23. 20 through 23. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison, but but, but, about to change direction, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. Come on. And he gave him favor. There's our word. Favor because of relationship. And gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Mm. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Come on. Whatever, whatever they did there, it was his doing. Man. And so the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph, Joseph, Joseph's authority. Because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Even in prison. Gave him charge over everything. And whatever Joseph was in charge of, the, 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 the keeper he said, I, I don't have to worry about that. Joseph has that. He maintained his relationship even in prison so that the light of Christ was shining in him even in prison. Can you re maintain your relationship on your job? Can people see the light of Christ in you on your job? 
blah, and making me work overtime and short notice, and I was planning to go somewhere, and I was going to do that, and nah, nah, nah. Come on. You think that prison was, was, was Joseph's dream job? No. This is far from the vision that he had of, of everybody bowing down before him. But yet still, he maintained that relationship and that integrity, so he had the favor. He didn't let it go. God, you gave me a dream. How am I down here? I knew it didn't make sense to serve you, and I knew. Come on. Hold on faithfully to that relationship with him. Maintain that relationship with him. But it didn't end there for Joseph. Let's go all the way to chapter 41 and verses 38 through 43. Chapter 41, 38 through 43. Favor because of relationship. Mm. 38 through 43. Yep. Chapter 41, verses 38 through 43. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Ooh, what will people say about us? What will people say about us on our jobs, our co-workers, our bosses, those that work for us? Mm, are they seeing the Spirit of God in you at all? Can they tell that you spent time with Christ? Or when you invite them to something, you invited them to church last week because it was Easter. How much? What? What? You're a Christian? <laughs> what? <laughs> Based on how you handled your business and how you acted around here, I would never have known that. What? <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> All right. But, 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 how is our relationship? Let it reflect Christ. Let it reflect that we are in a relationship. Come on. You can't be saying that you're married and, and, and slip your ring off and just be hanging out and doing everything. Hey, yo, how you doing? Yo, says, is it a phone number? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you have to be in relationship. Maintain that relationship. What verse was I in, guys? 38? Is that uh, that's only there? Okay. <laughs> in whom the Spirit of God? 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, hmm, when you have relationship with God, He'll show you things. Even that's the job of the Holy Spirit, right? To reveal things to you, show you things to come, right? And as much as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and as wise and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. <laughs> that's only the favor of God because of relationship. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Man, I know some people have preached that message from the pit to the palace and all of that good stuff, but your faithfulness in maintaining that relationship with God, mm, the favor, there's no limit to what he can do. You can't box God in, and you can't box in the children of God who have favor in relationship with him. Because he'll make a way where there seems to be no way. He'll open a door that anyone else that you can't go through, it'll be closed. But he'll just walk right in. <laughs> Praise you. Thank you, Lord. Because X marks the spot because there was a set time and an appointed time for you to go right in. 
42. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring. <laughs> Just stay in your lane, Harold. <laughs> uh, you know, this is my mind. You guys know me. So the Pharaoh put a ring on it. I, I don't know that song really, but better put a ring on it. But anyway, so anyway, he put a ring on it. He dressed him up, right? And uh, uh, let me just read it. Fine linen, right? Come on. A chain, right? He put a chain, too. Come on. Okay, let, let, let's just read it so I can just, you know, reel it back in. Okay. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. And he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Mm. And he let him ride. He also got a hoopty. He also let him ride in the second chariot. Pharaoh was in the first chariot or a car, automobile, hoopty. Okay. <laughs> but one that maybe doesn't run so well, hoopty. Anyway, um, and he had him ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried out before him. Bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Man, see what happens if we remain faithful, even when it doesn't look good, because we know God will cause everything to work together for our good, right? Not that it's good, but it will work for our good. And so we have to remain faithful, steadfast in him, trusting and believing in him. Hmm. So look, Relationship is what kept Daniel's faith in the lion's den. Relationship kept the Hebrew boys from burning in that fiery furnace. Relationship <laughs> delivered Paul and Silas from a Philippian jail. Relationship will break some chains and some shackles and some yokes and some addictions and some troubles off of your, your life. Relationship will break off sickness and disease or whatever. Relationship will do that. Those all sound good. Relationship will also keep you or restore you, even when you put yourself in the mess. Even when you put yourself in the mess. Even when you've gone somewhere where you had no business going, doing some things you had no business doing. And so if we were to look at 2 Samuel, which we won't, chapter 11, Right? This was at the time when kings were supposed to go to war, and David was hanging back. And one night he's on his roof, taking a little walk. Who knows what he was thinking about? Maybe how the war was going out there, because there was war going on. But then he spotted somebody taking a bath. Bath Sheba. He's like, oh, oh, hey, hey, whoa, that girl, man. He already had a lot of people that he could have chosen from, right? He had wives and concubines, a lot of them. But he saw that one, the one that he didn't know yet, biblically, and sent for her. He had no business being there. He should have been out fighting. And so sometimes we'll be places where we have no business being, and we need to maintain a relationship with Christ so that we don't do that. We don't go to those places. But I want to say that David repented of his wrongdoing. So he had an encounter with Bathsheba, had Uriah, her husband, killed, sent him on the front line. Then it, that was, it was dirty. It was dirty. I mean, you know, we thought we did some dirty stuff. Look, he, he brought him home from the war, sent for Uriah, 
and then said, look, go and sleep with your wife because she ended up pregnant by David. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to sleep on the porch. You know, how, how dare I go out there and, and, and sleep with my, my wife and my men out there battling? And David's like, man, this dude is strong. Stay another night. And then he got him drunk and thinking that that would take all of his boundaries down and all of his, 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 his primal needs would rise up. And he still didn't sleep going inside and sleep with his wife. And then David said, it's like that, huh? Okay, well, I'm going to send you with, the, with your own executional letter by your hand. You take it and you give it to the soldier, to the leader. Now, uh, okay, thank you for the message. Uh-huh. I'm going to kill you. Okay, yeah. So, so he murdered him, right? But the thing is, David still had a relationship with God. And because God is merciful and forgiving, because he doesn't forsake us, we make some mistakes. Some of us need this part right here, that we've done some things that we shouldn't have done, that we've gone some places where we shouldn't have been. But now if we will repent like David did when Nathan came to him, you're restored. So that's what I'm saying. Relationship, you'll be restored to that relationship. I do want to read one verse over there. Sorry about that. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 13. And maybe if you get it on the board, we'll just read it together. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 13. 2 Samuel 11, 13. Okay, who's going to get there first? Woo! Okay. Oh, man. I fibbed. I was one page away. Man. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Amen. Now, when David called him, he ate and drank before him, and he made him drunk. That's not where I want to be. But in at evening, he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his Lord, but he did not go down to his own house. Okay. Oh, see, and I was looking at my other Bible for my study. But anyway, I don't have my verse. But anyway, it said that as Nathan was talking to, to, to David, he said, the Lord has forgiven you. 12, 13? Okay, come on. 2 Samuel 12, 13. That's what happens when you don't look at the pages. Go one more chapter over. Okay. So, da so David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord and Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Right? That's the mercy. That's the mercy, the forgiveness because of relationship. And so when we blow it, let's be like David, let's be quick to repent of our sin. So don't feel like, oh, that's the one. I can never go back to him now. I can never go back to God now because there's no sin. You can't, you can't commit such an egregious sin that he will... He said, I put that away from you. And then later you go ahead and read the 51st Psalm that really talked about how David was really, 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 really sorry for what he had done. And so uh, and don't take the Holy Spirit away from you. And so that's the favor of relationship that he'll restore, deliver, set you free. And, and then we can have the favor of God. Amen? Amen. The favor of God because of relationship.
Amen. Amen. He does love you very much. Any thoughts or questions or comments on tonight? Praise the Lord. All right. Okay.